0: Takeoff 2022 is a go. Coverage presented by 72 Sold and Kona Brewing, Burns and Gambo on 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Preseason begins tomorrow, 4.30 in the afternoon. They're taking on the Cincinnati Bengals or the Arizona Cardinals. Of course, you'll hear it here, ninety-eight seven FM. Arizona Sports Station, three preseason games down from the usual four that we're used to. That's a permanent change now moving forward. And, of course, training camp still has a week left out at State Farm Stadium, but now we're to the portion of the camp that's closed to the public, so none of the practices will be open. But I have a feeling... Our guy will be there. And, of course, by our guy Gamble, I'm referring to our Cardinals-specific spe- reporter on ArizonaSports.com, Tyler Drake here, joins us on the Burns & Gamble Show. What's going on, Tyler? How what is doing?
1: going on? It's good to be back in the uh, in the studio. What are you looking forward to the most tomorrow?
0: What are you, with everything you've seen at camp, knowing who's not going to play, who's not available, what, what do your eyes kind of go towards tomorrow night? Uh, you know, for me,
1: I think it's going to be Eno Benjamin getting the start. Uh, it's really going to be his. His game to really show what he's done this training camp. He's been the talk of the town this whole camp, this whole off season, really. And now we get to see him unimpeded, with no one else in front of him, to see really what he can do. Obviously, it's preseason, but still a good first glimpse of you know his progression.
2: Yeah, I think there's a real battle there for two and three. I think that really is. And what I've been told is that you know Eno uh, has grown up a lot. He is their most dynamic, explosive, natural runner. That Darrell Williams is not flashy. But real versatile in the run game, real versatile in the pass game. So very consistent. But with the, from pure explosiveness, Eno gives them that and Daryl doesn't. So that could be an edge for Eno.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think we've seen that at camp because when you look at it, Eno has had a highlight reel-type catch run every single practice, it seems like, where Daryl, like Gambo, what you said is, you know, he's sturdy, he's there, he's doing what he's supposed to do, but he's not giving that wow factor that, you know, I think a lot of us kind of thought when he first signed over here coming from Kansas City and having the career that he had with
0: them. I had to laugh at one of your tweets yesterday, day before. I think I even took a screenshot of it. Okay, here's your daily. Greg Dortch just ran by everybody. Oh, yeah had made a play mm-hmm. tweet of the day. It yeah. seems like every day you said you're sending one of those out. I would imagine for a guy like him, granted he's, a, he's an entirely different type of receiver than a guy like Antoine Wesley, but for a guy like him, these preseason games very much matter for him and his ability to make this roster.
1: Yeah, 100. percent And it's just almost like you know, it's it's now it's kind of putting it together under the lights. I think Cliff is, Cliff and the rest of the team is really interested to see what this guy can do because I mean, it's me and uh, me and colleague uh, Alex. Alex Weiner, we we have talked every day about how good Greg Dortch is looking this year, and it's just he's making the most of his opportunities with other guys either resting or, or dealing with an injury, and that's really what training camp's about: is making the most of those opportunities and really showing what you can bring
2: to the table after you know he after a decent year last year for him. Yeah, I've also heard that they've liked some of the things that Victor Bolden has done yeah. as well. So I would I would. Have, I would imagine that Dorch is, is ahead of Bolden, but I've been I think they've been impressed by what Bolden has brought to the table. <laughs> You just have to wonder what either one of those guys, when it comes
0: time to the actual season, like what? Okay, August is the time of year for the Greg Dorches of the world, for the Victor Boldens of the world. The translation of September, the translation of October. They're not going to break the top four. Right. Right. What's the like what's the most
2: they can achieve? Fifth fifth wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. The fifth wide receiver with Wesley out. That's the best you could do is your number 5 guy. Yep. You're not going to top the top 4. And I
0: understand Tyler, that's a that's a position to be desired, that's something you want to go, but it's like the trap we fall into every year of, oh man, this guy's look great in camp. Yeah, he's look great in camp. What does that mean, though? You know, What is it gonna mean for a guy like Greg Dorch or Victor Bolden? And and the reality is, probably not a whole lot outside of special teams unless some absolute disaster strikes.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think that's kind of the reason why I put Eno as the guy that I'm most interested to watch, because I think he's going to just have a vital piece in this offense uh, moving forward, whereas Greg Dorch, it might be an injury, it might be maybe poor play from somebody Else to get him thrusted up into that next role, but yeah, I mean he he's put on a solid camp. He's he's definitely looked a lot better. And and Victor Bolden, he for a guy that's coming in, you know, relatively new with the system and everything, he's picked it up. He's had some really really solid plays out there. So uh, it'll be definitely something to watch. It'll be
2: fun to watch for sure for the preseason just because of all these guys are, are burners. We were going to talk about Zach Ertz and just what his you know how much usage he's going to get. There was a a column that Burns you saw about just how many re- receptions he may get this year. I, mean, I imagine he's going to get targeted a lot. It's a full season now instead of a partial season for him. Um, and Max Williams is, is going to be you know, a little bit slower to recover and he's more of a blocker. But I do think if Trey McBride can, can get in there and show something, he's going to get a lot of reps too. So you've got two really quality tight ends that can both catch the ball.
1: Yeah, yeah. And Trey McBride, man, if, when he's on the field he is smooth. He, if he can get up to speed and, and really get an NFL game down and understand you know the ins and outs of playing an NFL game, I think he could be a really, really big piece of this offense. But, you know, the thing that stuck out is he's had a lot of rest days in training camp. He's had a sore back. He's not even going to really, I don't from what Cliff has told us, he's not going to play in this first preseason game, even though they wanted to get him under the lights, get his first preseason you know, NFL game debut, get it out of the way. So now that's going to go to Baltimore. So that's certainly something to watch moving forward.
0: But yeah, when he's on it, he's he looks like he could be the real deal. A minor suggestion that maybe that there's an issue there that, that might... Linger that might be a concern. Is that kind of what you're, what you're was, hitting
1: at? Yeah, it's just it's for a rookie. I mean, I, obviously he's gotten a lot of reps. They they clearly want him to be more integrated into this offense. But at the same time, for a rookie to take that many those many re- that many rest days is something to keep your eye on. And for Cliff to say, you know, sore
2: back, that's something, definitely something to keep an eye on let's, this early. Let's talk about cornerback because I continue to hear that they will make a trade for a cornerback. That that is the likely scenario. Is that they're going to have to pull off a trade because the guys sitting at home on their couch right now they 're just not good the guys that they have coming in to work out they 're average at best that the way to get to the way to get a cornerback that could actually help them is to do it via trade so I am watching that very closely I think that 's going to be the avenue they take
1: yeah yeah I think that would be the the right avenue to go down I think with just the additions they 've had this offseason, it doesn 't sound like there 's really that guy that separated himself and Marco wilson is is unfortunately for what I think everybody kind of thought is in that uh, discussion too, it just with the way Cliff's talked about him, it could just be a coaching tactic to you know kick his butt into gear a little bit more. But at the same time, saying that Jerry's still out on him being an every down starter when I think a lot of us pegged him as an every down starter going into training camp, definitely something to watch moving forward. And this will be a big game for him
0: too because he's going to be a starter basically. But I think we would all, I mean, everybody would acknowledge at this point they have to do. Something that, they, they, they will have to, to. Yeah. guarantee. Right. They like will. it's like it almost to the point where they have to do more than one something at the position. Like we, DeAndre Baker, we saw they had him in for mm-hmm. a workout a couple of days ago, and and I mean, Gambo's been talking about the idea of a trade for a while now, but it seems like at this point the position just feels so paper thin, especially yeah. if Marco's being semi-called out by the coach. Mm-hmm. I don't know if one addition is going to be enough at this point for that cornerback room.
1: No, and I think another thing to look at is rookie. Christian Matthew, that was a guy that Cliff talked about. He wants to see how he does uh, tomorrow, so that'll definitely be something else. You know, cornerback, obviously rookie. There's a lot of uh, a lot of bad and a lot of good that, come that and some good that come out of that. But also, yeah, you just you've got to look at another option because right now it sounds like Byron Murphy, Antonio
0: Hamilton, and then Marco Wilson is your three. All right, leave us with this uh, from the pass rushing position: Dennis Gardeck going to be one of the few starters who's supposed to play tomorrow. Yep, but we would imagine a lot of J Sanders a lot of Cameron Thomas in tomorrow's game from your eye where are you looking for the pass rush help because that's a big conversation when it comes to the cards. I think MyJ has all of the
1: intangibles to be that guy. It's just can he get to that can he get up to speed with the NFL and, and everything that comes with it but he's got the dude is so just the length alone he can just get around the corner he's gonna I think he'll be really solid and the other good thing that I you know really saw on him is him and Dennis Gardeck are you know really picking each other's brains learning moves from one another so that's obviously good when you can get in there with a veteran and really start picking his brain. And and yeah, you know Cam Thomas, he's more of the overpowering, I'm going to run through you type of guy. And seeing those guys line up opposite of each other, I hope happens in this game because that would be something very, very, like, everyone should be watching that
0: part. Tyler, we appreciate your time. Uh, Thanks for coming in, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, all right? Yeah, no problem. Thanks, guys. All right, Tyler Drake, you can read his work on ArizonaSports.com. He covers the Cardinals every single day for us at ArizonaSports.com.